sleepy i woke up this morning and washed my car and that was at like eight o'clock so i said wait why did you wake up at eight o'clock in the morning to wash your car before it got hot yeah and then my mama woke me up and was like oh i'm on my way we're gonna wash the cars i was like uh <laughs> when i wanted to wash the cars yesterday you didn't want to do it when i was up and ready now today i'm tired i just want to sleep for another hour and you want to wash the cars but it didn't really matter that we got up early because it was still hot as fuck outside. So, so I washed sorry, the car. Bitch, I helped to wash the truck. And I vacuumed out my car. I ate fresh toast for breakfast. And then I just was like, I can go for a nap. So, I went to bed for about 30 minutes. <laughs> and when you texted me, I didn't even realize you texted me because I didn't hear my phone. Just, just now? To wake- or yeah, early, I just uh-huh. happened to wake up when you sent me the link to, to come join and I was like oh wow if I hadn't woke up you probably would have been like well, where is she I would have called you yeah so I'm here now and as soon as we get off I'm taking it out alright hey everybody hi 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 it's we back again for another ep another episode that Let's just hope it doesn't get extremely disrespectful. I hope that people have been on their best behavior, but we will see. Uh, that ain't the case. First, just to knock out these chicken sandwiches, I want to talk about. Okay. Um. So last week, somebody in Houston went into a Popeyes and pulled a gun out on the employees because they didn't have any more chicken sandwiches. Huh? And I just want to say, you guys, it's getting a little bit out of hand like no i want a chicken sandwich too i wanted to try it too and unfortunately they were sold out by the time it was time to try them mm-hmm. but now i'm in no way shape or form going inside of popeyes and pulling out my taser or a knife or a gun on some employees when it's not they fought the chicken sandwiches i ran out you should need to talk to all the customers who went in there and buying 10 sandwiches 15 sandwiches, 20 sandwiches, or the niggas who bought, like, had three sandwiches a week. You need to talk to them about why there ain't no more chicken sandwiches. Or better yet, call corporate and ask them, hey, when the chicken sandwiches coming back? You know why? I think I know why the chicken sandwiches sold out. Because it's cracking it? No, I think that it was a nice marketing tactic where you put so much hype behind something and you make it limited and then all the people just like us who didn't get a chance to eat this chicken sandwich are like oh my god you know the next time this chicken sandwich comes back to Popeye's I have to go get it so it's almost as if they they eliminated the supply but they increased the demand for it I honestly just think that they are doing this to make one morning I do not think that they literally ran out of chicken or they literally ran out of sandwiches I am not believing it at all I mean, the employees were overworked and overwhelmed and stressed out, so they deserve a break. And yeah. I mean, I just want to know where the source of it. You know, like when Patty Pies got popular, and I still ain't haven't had a Patty Pie to this day, James Chanel Wright was the one who basically, you know, put them on the map, even though they had already been out. But it took his one video to go viral mm-hmm. for everybody to go buy them and try them. And I'm just like, where was the original source for this chicken sandwich? Because you said you had a friend who had them in May. Yeah. Because in some locations, people have been had them. Mm-hmm. And I don't eat out like this. I don't know when we had the, the, the chicken sandwich here in Mississippi. But I'm like, who was the reason? Who was the reason why everybody was like, man, I'm going to get this chicken sandwich. All it takes people is waiting hours in line. Yeah, but I haven't seen it. That's the thing. Like, you would think that would be the first thing you see. But literally, out of nowhere, it was just like a bunch of memes and a bunch of tweets and it's just like but who was the original source to be like hey y'all need to try this chicken sandwich it's good as hell because hmm. I, I like we can't pinpoint it I mean black twitter has a lot to do with why this sandwich is so popular but we do we we trendsetters we, we start a lot of shit but I just want to know who was the first person that was like 
they did a reaction video or something and was like, man, this is the best chicken sandwich I ever had. It's better than Chick-fil-A. Now, when niggas heard it's better than Chick-fil-A? Oh, yeah. Oh, them niggas was like, oh, Chick-fil-A got competition? You lying. Right. And they tried this shit and they was like, no, this sandwich is better than Chick-fil-A. And they open on Sunday so I can get it every day of the week. True. You know, and they're not Trump supporters. Mm, yeah, but God I'll get that damn chicken from Chick-fil-A. And ain't a homophobic. Uh, <laughs> uh, I know. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's complicated. It's complicated. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. I don't know yeah. why I like Chick-fil-A, but here I am. Um, I mean, Chick-fil-A does have a good, you know, chicken sandwich. We like go for And the like customer don't. service is impeccable. A1. It is impeccable. It is A1. You know, they know how to make a girl feel good. Mm-hmm. Tierra Marie. Oh my god. Um I just I don't know. Like I won't have a final verdict on which sandwich is better until I get to try one. And hopefully when they come back maybe in October or November, who knows at this point the way y'all niggas was acting, they may not ever bring them up. Bring them back. I think um, they will. You know, hopefully they'll bring them back and I hope they are as as good as they were before they went on break. And I hope once again I don't have to fight y'all niggas for a sandwich. Cause I'm not even gonna get an attitude with the with them with the the people making the food. Cause I don't want nobody spending my food, and I know it's not their fault that y'all niggas are losing y'all shit over a sandwich. But hopefully this time it's back for good. Y'all make enough patties, and I actually be able to get one. Me and my mama, and I'm probably gonna go as soon as it open up next time, so I ain't got to be waiting in no long lines. Yeah. My auntie can wait an hour for a sandwich, but I certainly won't be. Oh, I, mean, yeah, I can take my ass to Chick Fil A. Because Chick-fil-A don't never, they be having lines out the ass, but I don't think you ever have to wear an hour. But you know what? So. They made, they make sure that they know that they gonna have lines. They put people outside with their yeah. iPads. And yeah. they be taking care of those people too. You mean, you know how I many times I've been through the drive through and I see these young kids out here, they got personalized fans for each one of them. They got water bottles out there with their name. I ain't seen that. Girl, that I saw one here in Jersey. And then when I was at home in Mississippi, I put them to a Chick-fil-A, and they didn't build the whole, like, what am I trying to say? Like, a, almost a shed, like an awning. And up under the awning was, like, nice uh flowers and stuff and plants. And there was, like, these industrial-sized fans. And then they also had industrial-sized heaters for when it gets cold outside. I was like, you know what? Girl, I'm not standing outside taking the orders from the chicken. Y'all better bring your happy jackasses on the inside. Because, I mean, I'm sure it don't get as cold as it does up north, yeah. But can you imagine? I, ain't nobody finna do that. Ain't Negative degree that. weather finna be outside. Take, hey, hey, it's how can I help you? What do you want to eat? Like, nah, uh, uh-uh. uh, no. And but then I had read something that said that Popeye sent a whole bunch of chicken sandwiches to Diplo, and I was like, well, if y'all got chicken sandwiches to be sending. See, See, y'all got chicken sandwiches be be sending down here to these stores. See, but no, that's what I'm saying. They cut off the supply so the demand can increase. They know what they're doing. They did not. There is no way you can run out of chicken. I'm sorry. The way that we have commercialized chicken and how we got all these chicken farms and factories and all that kind of stuff, there is no way you can run out of chicken. It's impossible. And I mean, they told him that they had stocked up until at least you know October, but I'm like, Uh -uh. that many people was buying chicken sandwiches a day or whatever that y'all just. Ran out. Hmm. They probably got them holes in the freezer back there. Like, I as soon as they walk in the deep freezer to pull out the chicken, they don't even look at them sandwiches. <laughs> they just get their chicken and be like, "Okay, let's go ahead and fry these combos." Right. Let's go ahead and put these chicken tenders in the grease. But yeah, that's all I have for the chicken sandwich. Um, I want y'all to calm down. All right, like, <laughs> For now. R.I.P. for now. Yeah. I just want y'all to calm down. Because pulling out guns on people, like, killing somebody over chicken, it's so... That's so coonish. I don't know. It just it just sounds so bad. And I know they were black. That's what mm. really hurt my feelings. Mm. What? Boondocks, when they come back to season five... You already know so much... going to be an episode of Boondocks. He got so much... It already was an episode where they ran out of chicken and people was like, going crazy but it's like this really they're providing him nothing but like stuff to talk about just can't nothing but it. but stuff to talk about and I just can't wait to see this episode right but anywho um let's get into the VMA let's get it let's get it let's get it honestly I only um, tuned in for one person 
Oh, I didn't tune in at all. I ended up missing Miss Gary's performance yeah. live. But I like it was too late because I think I was actually working, doing some work at the time. It was but so good. I went back and watched. My only issue was that I feel like she should have had more time. That's what I said. And do you I'm know I'm like, that- y'all robbed this lady of this award for years. You know, you gave so many other artists who, in my opinion, either didn't deserve one or shouldn't have got one before her at the award. And then when it's her turn, you give her seven minutes to perform and she didn't even get to put in all her hits. She didn't get to bring out no cameos from like Sierra and Timberland and Tweet and Nas and Eve and all of them who was on the Hot Boys. It's like she had to do snippets of her songs. And I'm like, when Justin Timberlake got up there, he had enough time to break out NSYNC. Beyonce did a whole album. In enough time. Oh, album. And Rihanna had four performances broken up throughout the show that I'm sure equaled up to about 15 minutes. But y'all give Missy Elliott seven. And you know that they tried to argue me up and down at work about how she had the same amount of time and how she didn't have that many hits. I said, what we not about to do today. I said, pull up up the fact sheet. You need to Google J-Lo right now and tell me how many songs J-Lo performed and how much time J-Lo had. And then we going to look at Missy Elliott. Oh, what they did J Lo whole you, career? I say, in, from fly girls girl. to hip to hip hop J Lo to pop J Lo to Latin J Lo. Don't play with me. You can't even walking. compare. Oh, but I will say this: today. I'm not gonna get them no more energy because when I say that my bedroom, watching this on my little computer screen, was lit when Missy Elliott came out. It was lit. You would have thought. You would have thought that I was there myself. I hate missing foreign white walkers who just who just. No, not, not that many hits. Do you understand that not only is Missy Elliott like a dope-ass artist and rapper, but she makes hits for a bunch That's of That's what I'm artists. saying. Some of your fucking faves probably be seeking her out to get them hits. That's what so I'm saying. So don't you dare do that to the queen. Don't come for her. Because she done wrote a lot of hits for your faves. Ooh, you know what, girl? Don't make me come up to your job. Don't make me come <laughs> up to your job. Act like I don't know you and cuss all of them out. Because it was so disrespectful. It was. But yeah, Ugh. it was good. I'm trying to think what else from the VMAs. Um, Normani was good. Oh yeah, Lizzo. So good. First of all, can we just talk about the big butt that was on the stage dancing? I yeah, just, that was so funny. So it reminded me of that uh, Sir Mix a Lot song. Yes. Baby, so, I bet. They're the lady who actually designed the the butt itself mm-hmm. like release like her like sketches or something or like the schematic designs for it first mm-hmm. of all brilliance okay just knowing that like some engineering went into that okay and then how I noticed that the butt was twerking on the stage I was like how mm-hmm. was this butt twerking there were literally people like jumping up and down either behind the butt or inside the butt making it twerk like on sync I was oh, like you know tight. what you know th- Come on, just your face could never. When I say time and time again, I just I really feel like black people in general just put so much thought behind everything that they do. And then if your fave is not black, I guarantee you that there is somebody on their team that's like, okay, sis, look, you need to put way more thought into what you're doing right now. But Lizzo was good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Always enjoy Lizzo. Also, yeah, and I like the afros that girl, the girl yes. on Also, shout out to Lizzo for getting her number one hit on Bill Will Have 100. We will talk about that later because problematics always follow when a black woman does great. Anywho, um, also Normani, yes, thank you so much. Way better than what Camila Cabello and Sean Mendes could ever do. I don't know who those people are. I keep hearing about this Sean guy and I'm just like, who's this white boy that y'all like? He, he stands on stage and he plays the guitar. That's it, girl. That's it. Oh. And like all the teens and tweens just faint over him. But I, okay. I, him I, and Camilla Cabello are dating. Yeah, but I need more chemistry on stage. And the, honestly, their performance was just sub part of me. It was just sub She's a sub part singer. So she, what do you expect? It's just sub part, I think. Um, yeah, but Normani did a good, Normani did a good job. Mm hmm. Um, it gave me Beyonce vibes. I was like, when her name popped out, like I wonder how she was feeling on the inside when she was up there and she had that whole set and right. Like I wonder, like, was she feeling like that bitch? Was she feeling like she I'm had that bitch to? Right now? She had to. And if I keep this up and I keep practicing, I literally could be where my fave is. Mm-hmm. Maybe even surpass my fave right. or something. But like, I just wonder how she felt on stage, knowing that like 
most times she was performing with four other group members and now like it's her time mm-hmm. and it's time to work yeah it's time to work sis but it was a really good performance I liked it um, I can't remember anything else from the VMAs wow her oh yeah her her had a good performance but her somebody said they felt like her mic was a little low and I was like I could kind of maybe see that because it was kind of hard to hear her mm-hmm. a little bit sometimes. But, bruh, if you look at the end when she started playing that guitar and she was fucking it up and they pay into the audience and you see Kevin Jonas' face, like, I don't know. She was fucking him up with that guitar because he was really feeling it. Like, okay. speaking, <laughs> if you go back and watch it, it's funny. <laughs> speaking of panning to the audience, gotta go back to Missy Elliott's performance. Why did, did you keep showing Taylor Swift? Keep okay. showing Taylor Swift and other people within the audience. Literally, I am at home because I want to see Missy Elliott. I do not want to see everybody else that's enjoying this. I only came for her. Okay. They so all should be out. fired. Actually, no, keep it in because, you know, my frustration just mounted. Because when you no, brought that I'm, up, I'm leaving it I was you like, know who you I sounded like? Who? You sounded like the teacher from Fairly Our Parents when you were like, Fairly Our Parents. Just. <laughs> I was like, it just why? jumped out of you. It just jumped I was out. Like, why do they keep showing this snake? I don't want to see her. Right. You know how many black people y'all could have showed in the audience that that was that knew the words and that was actually had rhythm. Girl, why y'all keep showing Taylor Swift? Don't nobody want to see her. They keep showing her and like oh, other random people, and I was just God. like, can we not? And like literally, I was watching it at work and I scratched my face up so hard when they painted her and my coworker bust out laughing like, what are you watching? And I was like, they keep showing Taylor Swift while I'm watching this performance. And I'm like, I can't give a fuck less about this bony bitch. Can we please just go back to the greatness that's happening on stage? But show somebody black. Show somebody black. I know they were there. They showed Lizzo. Y'all could have kept it on her. Girl, she was getting her life. Girl. Ugh, I was just like, oh my God, Lord have mercy. I don't want to see her no more. You just triggered me. You shouldn't even write that in I'm so, I'm I got so sorry. sorry. I spazzed the fuck out. I'm sorry if I broke the, the speakers of y'all headphones, but it just. <laughs> Billy got pinched. <laughs> but just... yeah. What else happened under VMAs? Can't really think right now. Um, um, What's that guy's name for Love Hip Hop Miami? He was thirsty. Oh, Bobby like, cheeks out. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm like, you are so thirsty for attention. If you just go in the studio and write some good music, maybe we will pay attention to you. But you all in little Nas X face, acting like a thirsty thought. He don't want you and try to be Prince with your cheeks out. Only Prince can do that. Don't you ever in name. your life. Okay, yeah, she can do that too. I'm thinking about like a male who can get away with it mm-hmm. and like it look good on them, and it's just like. Prince already did it, and like, why? And you look like a big bird. You just you just sit down somewhere. Um, I think that was it. I mean, I didn't see Megan Thee Stallion's performance, and I didn't see Lil Nas X's performance, but I heard. Oh, it was I enjoyed colorful. his. I enjoyed his performance. I like. I it. think he should come out with that song with Cardi as a single because that song. That's what hard. I think too. Because Rodeo just got hard. Please let me know. It's just. He needs to put that out. Like, honestly. Gunshot, that, that gunshot. Been... Don't you hear about me? Must not. Must, must not. not. <laughs> must not. That's nigga did me dirty. Dirty. Girl. Truck stop. Truck stop. Yeah, he just need to put it out. And after the video, would be fire. It because, would. But I think it's coming you know, after Panini. Because I think he came out and asked, what should I do a video for first? Panini or Rodeo? And I think okay. everybody voted for Panini. Well, that'd be good. Because Cardi do be, she be busy as hell these days. That bitch don't never sit down. She might sit down for like I, one I day. Think- I think I but just, she be gone. I just got just I just love Cardi. I don't know why. I love the way she rap. I just yeah. love her personality. I just like yeah. her. She's yeah, because I mean, she can be problematic, and everybody has their their ways that are problematic. Everybody, but I can apply her for the time she does buy her business and the work ethic that she has. Mm-hmm. That compared to some of y'all faves, they don't have that same work ethic, and they've been doing this longer than her. Yeah. It's like, and she tries, and, and like, y'all be so, and I think what makes me like her more is that y'all be so bothered by her, and she don't be doing it half the time. This girl is encouraging people to vote, talking to candidates, actually is interested in politics and was interested before she got dumb famous, but y'all still want to be mad at her. Yeah. Because she want to do something to help. And I don't see none of y'all other faves going out here and saying, you know what, ask me questions and I'll ask the candidates because we need to figure out how we're going to get Donald Trump the fuck up out of here. I don't see none of y'all other faves doing it. You know what they are doing? I'm their boyfriend is standing awkwardly behind them as they pose and rap these <laughs> lyrics and it looks cringy as fuck. Right. And I want her to stop. 
And you know who I'm talking about because I don't have to say her name. Oof. But I don't want to stop. I mean, I feel like we should just go ahead and segue on into that since... I mean, what do we have? Oh, yeah, because... I'm like, okay, so first of all, I didn't even know anything about it because I was at work and in my group message, my friend was like, Umu, I heard your girl is retiring. I'm so sorry for your loss. And she was like, shut up. You're a hater. You were one of the ones who are, like, happy about this. You know, it was just a joke. It wasn't, like, serious. And then I was like, wait, who are y'all talking about? Because I thought they was talking about Beyonce because Beyonce is her fave. And I was like, wait, what? Beyonce is retiring? What? And this, and I think this was on her birthday, too. So that's why I was like, wait, what? And Ooh, I'm not ready I said, for that day, Lord. And she was like, you too, Aaliyah. And I was like, what did I do? LOL. And she was like, she sent the picture of Nikki's tweet. And I was like, oh, I have been on her ass lately. But she is not retiring. I don't believe for one good goddamn second that Nikki Minaj is gonna sit down and not make music or poke the bear or sneak this or sub. So, right. and just even the way it came off, I hope y'all happy now. No, like nobody was like, asking for you to retire, sis. We was just telling you to just focus on your music and stop trying to like so much. Right, that's all we asked you to do. That's literally shadowing your legacy. I hope, like, right. That's the thing. I'm so tired of this Nikki hate train. I'm like, I don't know if I'm like blind to it or just like biased but I'm like I don't see a hate train I only talk about her when she does shit like this when she screams and yells on a radio station and pokes at Cardi when it's not necessary like the stuff you're doing is making you look mad angry and bitter and it's like if I don't care about somebody if I don't like them I don't talk about them I don't speak to them I don't think about them you don't exist to me but you keep saying you're not bothered, but you are bothered because even when she is minding her business and having I said shit to you, you still continue to sub her. Mm-hmm. And you keep going on the radio and talking about shit that's two years old and bringing it back up in 2019 when we are literally almost in 2020. And it's like, get over it. You are too old to be acting like this. Yeah, a lot of things that's going on with her in the past couple of years have definitely overshadowed all the work that yeah. she's done. And and we are not your fans that are not going to egg you up and and put, go and and encourage your childish ass ways. No, we're going to call you out on your bullshit because you acting crazy as fuck. Yeah. You being hella unnecessary and it's like stop. Why do you keep fucking up your own? You keep getting in your own way. The same way another girl we going to get into right after this who keep getting in her own fucking way. <laughs> but like Nikki is not retiring. I don't. Right. I don't believe it. I don't. Yo, she she can't. Because as soon as somebody else do something better than her or get a number one or another Grammy, oh, she coming out the woodworks with a Queen radio show or a song. Girl. That may or may not be good. <laughs> so, that was cute, Nikki, but... <laughs> I don't know what you expect that to get out cute. of it. <laughs> it was. I don't know what you expect to get out of that. I do hope you do. I hope you have the family you want. Right. Like, I am happy that you are deciding to take a brief pause um, right now to just focus on creating your family, being with your man, and different things. Are you things sure like you want to have that family with him, though, is the question. Listen, that ain't. I didn't know all of this stuff until you told me about it. I yeah. just every time I see the picture, I'm like, who is this random guy behind her? Like in every picture, he's either holding her ass or just standing be- behind her, looking awkward as fuck, like an avatar or something. Like he's not real. It just looks. It don't look real. Girl. It looks forced, and I'm like, you ain't got to pretend if you ain't happy, sis. Like you can have any man you want it. Girl, I just feel like you don't have to, you know, show us this. Because I feel like every relationship that she put on display, it don't always end well. And the one relationship that worked for her that was one that was genuine and that came before all of this shit happened, she never put it up there and propped it up and, like, it failed. And you talking about being with somebody for, like, 13 plus years, that's a long time to be with somebody. Yeah. This person that's seen you at your best, at your worst, and been there before the fame. Like, I think she said he was around when she had got that abortion at one time. Like, he's literally been there for you for everything. And you never really gave that relationship the respect it, desir- the respect it deserved. But as soon as you got done with him, all you saw was her with me, me, or everywhere. That didn't work out. And now you're doing the same thing with this dude. And it's like, it just don't seem yeah. genuine. And I don't want to... Maybe it really is love, but it's like, I can't tell. Like, Ooh. everything seems so contrived and, like, put on. And, like, 
We don't. I you just. Know. I'm not gonna get that no more energy. I just. I feel like I. Just I'm gonna pray for you. Yeah. I'm gonna pray for you, Nikki, because you need prayer. I think you do. Um, but speaking of motherfuckers who don't know how to shut up and get in their own way, let's talk about Isaiah Banks. And you know what? I think that we just need to pray for her. But what happened? <laughs> I, did you ever go read it? Because I, you know, like I said, I kind of fell asleep, so I didn't get a chance to read what she said. But I know she called Lizzo fat and called her. She called her a mammy. No, she did not. She did not. Call, she called she her, called her, her a mammy. the mammy, like the caricature mammy. Yeah, like for white people. You want to oh, pull it girl, up? Let me. You want to pull it? Let up? me pull this up now because mm-hmm, I mm-hmm, let me read mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Girl, I gotta read this essay. Okay, I guess I will. Uh, wow. Okay. Wait, where's the first one? Okay, because I'm sorry, why didn't we give Jasmine Sullivan all of this attention? LOL. She was talent. She was a talented big girl, cause she wasn't making a fool of herself. Duh. Another parallel is Adele. Fat Adele gets to be fat, white, do a bootleg Mahalia Jackson impression and take over. But Lizzo got to jump around and act stupid to get half the attention. While she has more talent than white Adele. But uh, LMFAO, I can't stand Adele white ass. We, I think we got that because you kept calling her white. White people really reward her for being fat because I really don't think she can sing. Jesse J is eating Adele's. I'm not reading it any day. But Adele plays that fat white girl pity up so hard. After this, they better let Lizzo be a big star without having to do all that extra shit because the girl is legitimately talented. Sings to Bruno Mars throwaway tracks. Okay, this sounds like it was half an attack on. It's like it sounds like you're putting her down. Damn, she came for Cardi B too. And what? Okay, you know okay. What? So I might as well just read the other essay before you get. Okay, like illiterate Cardi, then Fat Lizzo. They are really choosing the worst of black women and crop to advertise America with this music. The music executives have to realize that this data game is getting bigger than the USA. It's not about trying to be dumb, the black American image, and people down so obviously and so aggressively after Black Lives Matter. Corporations need to realize black America is its only friend and begin to treat it with love and respect. I guess they saw us moving too fast with it because if you realize, after Beyonce became political in ways they didn't like, the elite stopped giving her her top, top spot and started siphoning out these lessers like Cardi and Lizzo, even Lil Nas X trash as Buck Break Mountain Anthem. Wow. Giving them Beyonce level accolades while being both nowhere near the level of black female excellence she is. I don't know. I just think black culture is more than ever being infiltrated by white intentions, algorithms, and the executives, black and white. Do you love and respect yourself, Isaiah Banks? I just, I, that's my first question. My whole thing is you really just drag so many other black people to try to uplift Beyonce when, first of all, you don't have to do that and you don't have to drag anyone down to lift up anyone else. Yeah, she made a part of so many names. I'm yeah, like, like I, damn. Like, Jasmine really, Sullivan, Jasmine Sullivan like, Cardi B, Lizzo, and what did Little Nas X do X to you? you. You know what? You better you better hope Scott Jackson don't come back out Ooh. and eviscerate your ass because she already did it once and she'll do it again. Wow. She'll do it again. You better tread lightly. And I'm like, okay, what did Adele have to do with this? Like, I mean, I don't think, I don't, I am of the notion that like Adele can sing, but I feel like Jasmine can sing circles around her and she'd be way bigger than what she is because they both are on the same playing field. And I agree that Jessie J could be bigger than what she is but she can sing her ass off, but for some reason she doesn't get the attention she deserves. Yeah. But like all that she was doing about their weight and corporations, and I'm just like, girl, what is wrong with you? Why do you always feel like you have to to bring down black women girl. all the time? She always attacked black women. I feel like the only white woman I know for sure, or two, I know for sure she's ever come for is Azalea, is Iggy Azalea, and uh, Lana Del Rey. Any other time, every time another black female rapper does something better than you, you get upset. You're all supportive at first. But then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, when they get a number one, like Cardi and um, um, Lizzo, or they do an aesthetic that you claim to have invented, because 
obviously the Little Mermaid, you know, was after Azalea Banks started doing that mermaid shit. Uh, okay. And like you get upset and you want to start attacking them. I don't understand. You did this to Remy Ma. You've attacked Beyonce. You've gotten into it with fucking Rihanna. Yeah. The queen of reeds. You never want to get into it with her. I don't know why she even subjected herself to that type of punishment. Yes. It's like, what is your issue? Like, it's like one part of me is like, this girl is seriously mentally ill. And maybe I should take everything she say with a grain of salt. But no, like you are bitter as fuck. But yeah. it's your fault because you are as talent. You are you have all the talent in the world. You really could have been that bitch, but you get in your own way, your mouth. It's like you feel like you have to say something. You have to give your unsolicited opinion. You have to be mean as fuck and rude and tear somebody down. Cause it makes you feel better. Yeah. It makes you feel more confident if you could just pick apart people. What the fuck is Lizzo doing that's mammy-ish or coonish at all? All she's doing is loving herself and trying to teach other people who are her same size or who feel insecure to love themselves too and embracing it. And we don't see that a lot. Like, shit, we don't really see big rappers like that. Big girl rappers, we ain't had one since Missy and maybe Queen Latifah. Why are you so upset at her? Hey, she, she got a number one? She needs some help. And this girl got a number one after that song had been out for two years. Right. Talk about that a come happen up. happen every day. No, it exactly. does not. I didn't know who Lizzo was until this year. Never had heard of her. And all of a sudden, she was just everywhere. Why are you so mad? If you shut the fuck up and just go in the studio and make some music and keep your opinions to yourself and take your medication, we would like you too. Because your visual has always been on point. The music has always been good. But your fucking attitude will be the death of you. And I just want you to get some help and leave everybody else alone because you're miserable as fuck. I'm done. Well, there you have it, ladies. Your dissertation, you just finished it, girl. Congratulations. I'm so proud of you. And you, because okay. of that, I have nothing else to say about that. You took, yeah, fuck her. You did everything. <laughs> and then it's fucking miserable. Just fucking miserable. Like, I'm so tired. And, like, I feel like I hadn't heard her name in so long. And I didn't know about this until somebody either on the read I was listening to something and they brought it up and I was just like oh my god like here we go again every fucking year mm, mm, mm. oh I'm just tired of you I'm just sick of her like can somebody beat her ass Maybe wow okay so you can't, <laughs> can't promote I don't know. Come on. I'm not but Come I'm like sometimes good. a good ass whooping will humble somebody honestly mm. maybe somebody one. saw her out the streets and was like I heard you was talking all that shit and just served her up a good a good one on one fight. Like how folks will roll up on Charlemagne in the street. Yeah, but let it be a fair one, and then maybe she'll be humbled. Cause as a child, all it took was one ass whooping for me to learn never to step out of place with my mama. You know, it took one, and maybe that'll help. I'm not saying she need to get her ass whooped. I'm just saying that some it might humble her a little bit. Because I kind of feel like she thinks that she can get away with talking online, but she don't keep that same energy in person. I.e. on wilded out crying and couldn't take the heat when they was making fun of her but you do all this keyboard thugging online messed up so that's all I'm saying but I'm not promoting violence Mm -hmm. but if she happened to get her ass whooped I mean I wouldn't be surprised I am dead I wouldn't but she likes to keep a blade on her tongue so she might not fight fair wow she may not fight fair but um, go on, just congratulations to Lizzo. Right. Lizzo, you deserve. You do. You do. You do. We are here for you. You are very talented, and I love the message that you're promoting. You got up on that stage that the amazing was preaching, and you were showing that ass, and you were shaking it, and you was promoting natural hair and shapes and different sizes and colors. I'm just happy for you. Them whites love her, too, now. Yeah. Them whites love her. Especially the ones that work. The whites love her. So, which is good, girl. Get your coins from everywhere. Yeah, get that crossover money. Get it, honey. They always come over to our market, so go on over there, girl. Um, what was another topic? You know what? You brought up little Nas X. That could be. Yeah. So speaking of him, speaking you of, talk about this. Speaking of him and all his black boy joy and great things. Um, so this clip came out from the shop. <clears throat> For those of 
for those of you who do not know, The Shop is like this show that LeBron James, it's LeBron James show, it comes on HBO Sports, and they basically get these different people. So sometimes there's athletes, um, actors, comedians, rappers, different people that's in the industry, stuff like that. They So they bring them into this barber shop, and they some of them actually get the haircut, some of them don't. Uh, but they basically just talk about stuff that's going on in pop culture and what they go through as athletes or men in the business. Some, I've seen Lena Waithe on there too, so I'm not just going to say it's always men all the time. But this particular clip started surfacing like on social media and stuff, and it's a clip of basically one of the men, I don't know who he is, one of the men asked Little Nas X, why did you feel the need, Oh, he was like, oh, you just made an announcement recently. Why did you feel the need that you need to make an announcement? Before Little Nas X could even open his, before he could fix his lips to give an answer, <laughs> Kevin Hart was like, he's gay. So what? Move on. Like that, okay? So then the clip goes on and like shows like Little Nas X like basically just saying like, um, but you know, like I grew up, like, I had to make an announcement, like, I grew up being taught to hate this. And then Kevin Hart was like, hey, what? What do you need to hate? And he was, and Lil Nas X was him, like, homosexuality. Like, you grow up hating that. You're not supposed to be gay. And then uh, Kevin Hart was like, why? Nuh-uh. Like, all this type of stuff. Like, basically, Kevin Hart was acting like he just didn't know what the hell Lil Nas was talking about. And then Lil Nas X was like, if you was from the hood, come on, man, you would know that, like, homosexuality wasn't nothing that we needed to discuss. And different things like that. And then the clip ended. So it was literally, like, 57 seconds. So I think upon myself, I didn't just want to, like, you know, just look at that 57-second clip and just say anything, like, bad in reference to Kevin Hart or, like, basically Lil Nas X being gaslighted by all these different men talking about homosexuality. Because mm-hmm. literally... Honestly, just looking at all the people in the room, I don't, I don't think it could have been a very uh, productive conversation. Yeah. Plus, uh, he was he was outnumbered, and somebody suggested that who they probably should have had there was Dwayne Wade, being as his son, right? Day, and exactly. he is very supportive, and he can offer a different perspective, especially for somebody like Kevin Hart, who made a tweet that exactly. He so it was just drop like, a dollhouse over his son's head if he found out he was gay. Yeah. So it was just like okay, interesting, interesting dynamic. So I actually watched the whole episode. Um, so just looking into how they got into getting on Little Nas X, um, they started off, did they start off talking about, so they started off talking about like how the young people and what they got to go through and different things like that. And Charlamagne asked him, he was like, you know, did you really feel like, uh, you getting the number one for like 19 weeks? Was that like your championship? Because they were trying to relate it to sports in a way. And then Little Nas X was like, um, honestly, I don't think that that was like my championship. I just took that as my introduction into this industry. And Little Nas X was like, there would never be another song that sits on the number one for 19 weeks. He said it will, but like, think about how long that has to be. There may be decades in the making right now. And then Charlamagne was like, you know what? I'm glad you think like that. Like, that's how you need to think. Da, 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 da. And then the man asked the question, well, you know, on top of all these impressive things that you're doing, you felt the need to make an announcement about it. So that's how the whole announcement thing came in. And, mm-hmm. and the dude, like, didn't even say you came out and said you was gay. He, like, left it for, I guess, Little Nas to come out. But literally everybody else in the room knew what the announcement was. So for Kevin Hart to come in and be like, uh, that he's gay? So what? He's gay. Like, all this type of stuff. First of all, that is not your place to say that right now, Kevin. Simmer down. Because... I heard he was drunk, though. Was he drunk? They say I don't he care. The, if he was drunk, the truth always comes out when you're drunk. Let's start there. Mm-hmm. No, I'm so, saying, like, just to add context, like, why that... Why he was so, like... Amped up, I he guess. He seemed so I mean, he amped was up to, and, like, nonchalant... Think- or not nonchalant, but just, like, carefree and more louder and open in his opinion. Honestly, like I just think that he was just trying to add comedic relief to it, if I can say that. Like throughout the show, like he would say they'll oh, be talking about something serious and he'll like make a little joke. And then they'll have to like re gear it and do different things like that. But then there was another clip that came out where it was Kevin Hart, I guess, trying to explain why he, he said say a goddamn thing. Mm-hmm. Within that particular part about what Kevin Hart was trying to say, 
I think he said it wrong, but I think he had a point, and that point still doesn't justify the actions that he had at the beginning when Little Nas X was like homosexuality was bad growing up, and that you was. Can gay. you tell me what the point was? Because to me, he was talking in circles. He was saying a whole bunch of nothing. Yeah, was he like, was I'm talking confused. in circles, and I could kind of see where he was trying to go. But you know, just sometimes people, some people just don't have like the intellectual capacity to even like really get their thoughts to where it needs to be. Yeah. Um. So I didn't. I won't hold that against him. But what I think that he was trying to say was like, listen, you have already defined your narrative. You came out the gate and automatically said, listen, y'all, I'm gay. So what? Who cares? That's how like little, I think that's how Kevin, I said little Kevin. That's how Kevin Hart was trying to say it. But in the way, yes, little Nas X is creating his own narrative. He, he took control of everything from the beginning. There's no way that, like, it's almost as if, like, you know, when somebody is really trying to do something impactful or, like, when a black man tries to do something, they always try to bring up, like, old dirt or something that happened in the past. Or, you know, they try to mm-hmm. take away from everything that they're doing. He jumped so far ahead of that that no one could have said, yeah, y'all talking about Old Town Road and stuff, and y'all think it's so lit, but did y'all know that this nigga was gay? Like, he had jumped in front of it. Even when he jumped in front of it, people still said that. So I could see what Kevin Hart was trying to say. But he was talking in circles, and it still didn't justify how um, how nonchalant and dismissive he was when we know. Like, y'all said an announcement as if it was the elephant in the room. If y'all literally made Little Nas X seem as if he was other from you. He is still a man at the end of the day. And what he decides to do with his life is his life. And what you decide to do with your life is your life. So don't make him feel other than. And then y'all placed him in this room to where he, and I don't know if it was the way it was edited, but really y'all just don't cut off that one part of him talking about how, you know, sexuality wasn't really accepted in the hood. Y'all really didn't even give him enough time to fully lay that out as to why within the black community homosexuality is the way that it is perceived. And, and then and they he also, may not be the right person, right? He to talk about young. it. He might not. He's young, right. so it may, y'all may have needed a more uh, a mature perspective. Somebody who maybe like a um, what's his name, um, Billy Porter, yeah. mm-hmm. to come in there and talk to y'all about this. But I will say this, and this is where I know that the generations after like after us are coming because my brother and I had a conversation um not too long ago and I I actually think that my brother my own flesh and blood said some problematic things in regards to homosexuality but that's for another day and I'm not gonna get into that right now but I think one thing about the generation our generation and all the generations after us is we literally do not give a fuck about what y'all think about us like we don't Mm -hmm. we are living our lives how we want to live our lives and we are creating the narratives and once we do that all uh, the older generations are like, well, oh my God, that is so brave. Or like, you know, what made you feel like you needed to come out and say this and all that kind of stuff? We asked a lot of questions about it. When really, Little Nas X was just sitting there like, I mean, I just said what it was. I just made it clear from the jump exactly who I was. There was no second guessing what you was going to get out of this. And then they took their conversation with Little, Little Nas X and then started talking about like how homosexuality within the sports industry and how there are a lot of men who may be within you know the NFL like the NBA and different things like that that may be gay or bisexual anything like that and somebody brought up the statistics that like one in four people one in each every four people are considered queer or homosexual like you know within their spectrum and he was like when you think about that like on the football team it's like what it's a lot of us on the team. You can really go through and look like, okay, one out of four of us, you know, it's almost like there's nothing wrong with that. But none of those men are going to come out and say nothing because of the stigma that's associated with being homosexual. And also this stigma of like, you in here being gay and just looking at all these men and stuff in the locker room, all that type of stuff, when really it's not even like that at all. So they tried to like, you know, talk about it from Little Nas X, uh, standpoint and then also tried to loop in the sports act like aspect of it mm. but yeah still Kevin Hart at the very beginning no shut up um you're just like you I just shut up you still got a lot of learning to do so all he right do sit the fuck back sit the fuck back and listen tell me something he's gay who cares like hold on you do like hold on 
let's let's let him talk first. First of all, my whole thing was I need more people to listen than I need people to talk. Going back to that whole vomit of the mouth thing, just just calm down. Just let him talk. Let him get it out. Let him say you what do, he Kevin needs Hart. to say. You care, Kevin Hart? But yeah, that was all on that piece. I just thought that at the beginning, yes, shut up, Kevin. Like, really problematic. But I could see what he was trying to tell Little Nas X. It still didn't justify that first clip that they showed. And a lot of people, a lot of men were bringing up that second clip to say, if y'all would actually watch the shop, don't y'all, y'all don't even watch the shop. Y'all don't know about the shop. Don't none of y'all watch sports. All that type of stuff. And Shut the fuck up. I was like, I've actually seen episodes of the shop before. So, hush. I mean, but that's just me personally. But still, the second clip didn't justify the what Little Nas X went through with all of them. It didn't in the room. make sense, it, and it so didn't make y'all sense. can translate for me what he said. Then we can talk instead of y'all posting a clip of him literally talking in circles and saying a bunch of words that didn't make sense. And he don't need, he need to not come to no functions like that drunk anymore. Yeah, and stop thinking everything is a fucking joke because he's not that funny anyway to me at least. <laughs> So, need to keep, calm the fuck down. He ain't been having the best week with his car accident and then this shit. He yeah. can't readily reply back to it, so this shit really gonna be on it's, his ass I mean, until he just, can come out and talk. It, just it ain't been his year. It ain't he been may, his year. And he may not come out and say anything about it, honestly. He yeah, may not. He may not. But it ain't gonna look good after this whole Oscar debacle and you saying you wasn't gonna apologize, that you already apologized, but nobody can find where this so-called apology was, and then you turn around and apologize afterwards and say that you were going to learn. Um, and then the thing with the Native American community that happened, and then this right here. Yeah. This ain't been your year, Kevin Hart. This ain't been your year. But I do hope he is recovering, because a back injury is no joke, so. Yeah. I hope he is recovering well. Uh, what was that noise? My roommate. Oh. Um, okay, that was weird. Uh, <laughs> what was next? Um, uh, uh, I think Hurricane Dorian was on there. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I just, I'm praying for everybody in the Bahamas because being somebody who survived Hurricane Katrina, of course, I didn't get the worst of it like New Orleans did or like the Gulf Coast did, yeah. but that is a scary thing. Mm-hmm. Because I can remember, like, that day yesterday, waking up thinking I was supposed to be at school. We my did brother was not like, go to school. My brother was like, nah, school been canceled for me and you because he was going to Jackson State at the time. My mama was coming home from work. I don't even know why they let them come in to work. But she came home, and we was watching, like, X-Men or something, and then the power just shut off. Mm-hmm. So That was my mom's birthday. Ooh. Like, we was, we was all trying to, like, you know, finalize dinner and stuff like that. And then it happened on birthday. birthday on the 25th? No, like when it, I'm talking about when it actually like made landfall. Wasn't it like the 28th, the night of nah, the 28th was, to the 29th? I, I thought it was the 25th. Let me look at this. I thought it was the 25th, but I may be wrong. I think it's the 25th. No, uh, at approximately 6 10 a.m. Central Daylight Saving Time on August 29th, Hurricane Katrina okay. category made I don't landfall. Know why I thought it was 25. Out of oh, the no. Gulf of Mexico. So, yeah. That's like, I it think it's because it was so much happening. It was so yeah. much happening around in August from Aaliyah death to that. It was just a lot of stuff that was happening. Happens any Emmett Till's death all happens around yeah. in August. So, I think I was just conflating everything. But yeah, I remember. And all we had that work was our gas stove and we had a generator and fans. It was a but lot. It was fun. It was fun for me. I think that we played. Well, that's games because we were like, younger. But yeah, I think that like not having all that technology and stuff around, it just life was simple and like you didn't have much to do, but you could sit there and talk and like. I think the whole time I read Harriet the Spy, I wasn't reading anything. <laughs> I think we were just trying to stay co- cool and eat, oh, yeah. and try to find gas and the gas station lines were like so long. crazy. Right, and, no power. You know, all the food yeah. spoiling in the refrigerator. Everybody so had to cook it. Everybody did not have money to go buy a generator. I know that we didn't. Um, so yeah. But, so was all your family in one house? So like, did your brother come back? So my brother had wife? to like 
evacuate from New Orleans. Mm. And I remember him like being stuck in like traffic and stuff for like hours upon hours upon hours. Jesus. Um so like all of us had eventually like got to where we needed to be. We were trying to decide if we actually needed to go somewhere because yes, we weren't on the coast, but like some like that rain and that flooding and stuff was close enough. Like Yeah. But um no, we was all good. So if we like and us just going through that being, you know, somewhat removed. And I think like the yeah. thing about Katrina was it wasn't necessarily like the damage it did. It did a lot of damage. But it was the fact that the flooding and those levees giving way. And they said that yeah. the same some something similar happened in the Bahamas where Dorian like slowed down and just was dropping water at like a rapid rate. And then they had flooding, and then they also had, like, a lot of devastation. Like, it literally just went through the Bahamas. Yeah, and it stayed there. It yeah, sat it stayed there for, like, yes, it just it just sat there. That is crazy. And then, like, when I was flying back from home, um, I guess by that time, it was starting to move toward, like, the Carolinas. Mm. So, like, why we went through some horrible turbulence. Um, I thought I was going to lose my life. Uh, the plane literally fell out the sky. But um, after we got, like, through the turbulence and stuff, like, the pilot came on the intercom or whatever, and he was like, if you look to your right, those are the outer rings of Dorian. And, like, just looking down and seeing, like, what they look like from the sky, I was like, you know what? That's too much. And I can only imagine what Wait, what did it look like? Do. You didn't take a picture? No, I didn't take a picture. I was I was too scared. Literally, we had just went through so much turbulence. I was not thinking about taking a picture of that. But, Dorian uh, was like, oh, y'all think y'all finna just skate by me? It literally just looked like, I'm trying to think, what did, you ever seen like those satellite images of like clouds and storms and stuff? You talking about the red, the red? Not the red, it's like when they show like in 3D or like with all the whites and the blacks and stuff like that. I've seen uh, storm clouds before. I've seen that. But it literally just looked like that times 10. It wasn't CGI. It wasn't computer generated it looked like the biggest thing I've ever seen. It just looked like it covered so much land. And he was like, yeah, underneath all of that is like a storm. Like, you know, the hurricane. I was like, you know what, this is too much. I wonder how hurricanes start. We're getting off track. Anyway. Yeah. Um, just praying for everybody in the Bahamas who was affected. Um, have they lit like have there been any casualties? Like I haven't really seen I think as of now it. the number has increased to around 43 people that lost their lives Lord. and just anybody that was in the path of that hurricane like I know there are like some other regions within the U.S. that have suffered too but the Bahamas more more like you know more devastating yeah we're just praying for them and I know people have been sending a like Tyler Perry mm-hmm. a Bahamas cruise line and I think Disney donated some money so yeah. everybody is just doing what they can to lend a helping hand and make sure those people get off of that island and come in and get some help. So just praying for everybody with it. Because hurricanes are no joke. No joke at all. And the hurricane season (laughs) is so long. And like literally nobody can recover almost. Like it's people still in New Orleans who haven't fully recovered from Katrina. And it happened 10 years ago. Yep. And like hurricane yep. season is from like I guess in the south I'm getting hurricane and the tornado season together because tornado season is from April to like June-ish, July and then hurricane. And if you live in tornado like, alley. You live in tornado alleys. Like, ooh, and then living crazy. in the south we get tornadoes and we get hurricanes. So it's like from yeah. April to like the end of October, early November we literally like storms are coming. And I've never experienced, like, I have, I remember that one time in middle school where there was, like, a tornado close to Chestnut, and we all got in the hallway and stayed there. Mm-hmm. But, like, I never really experienced, experienced one where people say, like, you can hear it sounds like a train and, like, you can see it. Like, i never seen one in person. My mom has, but I've never. So, I don't know. I just always been fascinated by, like, weather and stuff like that. Yeah. It's interesting to me to see how, like, clouds literally, like, Form together in a cyclone and touch the ground and just start fucking shit up like it's yeah. weird but um yeah, yeah. she's praying for everybody um, um 
I know Power was was on the list, but was there anything else? Because um, I kept adding stuff. LaShawn Daniels. Oh yes, that was so sad. Rest in peace to him. He was this really dope, notable songwriter who wrote a lot of our fave songs. He worked with Destiny's Child. Mm-hmm. He worked with Monica and Brandy. He helped write The Boy Is Mine, a classic. Um, he worked with Michael Jackson. He did You Rock My World. I researched a lot of this yesterday to see what songs he wrote. And he worked with Rodney Jenkins, who is Dark Child, right. a producer who we know for Destiny's Child and Brandy. Dark Child. He wrote, <laughs> they worked together a lot. But I kept looking at him and I was like, I know this guy looked familiar. And then I remember mm-hmm. like you heard from me. He was on tape mm-hmm. on his show and he had wrote some stuff for her. And he I remember him and his and wife. War. Yeah, him and his wife were having some issues and I guess they were able to fix that and it's just sad. He was so young. 41 is very young to yeah. pass away and he died in a fatal car accident in South Carolina and I hope that the storm didn't have anything to do with it because I know you just mentioned it. The hurricane hit the Carolinas and I think it was around this time last weekend or at least around the time you went back. That wasn't last weekend. Sometime around the time you went back that we found out that he passed away and I'm yeah. like, that is so sad. He left his legacy here with all these dope songs that we all know and love. And, you know, rest in peace to him and prayers for his family right. and his wife. Because yes. they said he was so funny and nice. And I was like, I hate when Yeah, I, when he was on the show, like, on Tamar's show. Like yeah, it's good. Yeah, so just a rest in peace to him and prayers for his family. Yeah. We're losing a lot of people in the music industry. I honestly just feel like we're losing a lot of people in general. Yeah, and I'm like, I just, that's why I'm like, I wish I could just travel back in time so I could see these Michael and Whitney and Prince in a prime. Like, yeah. You know, like imagine Michael Jackson walking on stage and you just looking around and niggas passing out left and right and all he's doing is just standing there. He's just standing there. Yeah. And niggas are like passing out. Like, goddamn. <laughs> you know what level you got to be on? And you just you just walk and niggas just pass. Yeah. Out. I'm just like, the type of power that that has. Girl. The influence that has. The mm-hmm. impact that has. The legacy that has. It's just, it's just incredible. So, rest in peace to him. Right. But we 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 going to try to finish this in 10 minutes with power. Yes, because um, we could go on and on for days. But I just yeah, want to say I this. Just, I just want to say this. Go Tariq, fuck you! <laughs> like every, I, I have never hated a character on a show, a book. I have never hated a fictional character so much in my life. But every time I see him on the screen, something inside of me is just like, why? Why can't you just die? Like, why can't something happen to you? But you know what I think they're gonna do? Because you know there's supposed to be a prequel to power yeah. I think that the prequel is gonna be Tariq being I guess I don't know younger ghost I don't know but that's, that's huh? the vibes I'm getting right now that Tariq is gonna be in this prequel and no. I think no that okay because, because this prequel is about Kanan like we'll get to see him oh, and we'll probably just, see a younger yeah it's gonna be about Kanan like how we get to see him and like what happened to him and stuff Okay, and I'm sure we'll see a younger ghost but it would be like why the fuck is Tyreek playing a younger ghost when we know him as Tyreek because like, I guess I felt that way because I'm really trying to figure out where him and this little light skinned chick is coming to place and his little oh that's supposed to be his fucking Tasha and he that's got what his I'm ghost saying. with that dumb nigga that's his and you mate. know what you know but they I'm doing not... two spinoffs you know so that might be the Just, other yeah, okay. them three. let's say that I'm gonna say this is a spinoff but you know why I hate him so much and like you hate your father so much you hate him so much but you are literally turning into your father and you don't even realize it you lying you keeping things from everybody you keeping shit from Tommy you keeping shit from ghosts you like now you getting this young girl that told you why you gotta be the black person in here selling drugs. All of us need to be here and just do our shit. We make good grades and we get out for a better life. He is literally turning to his father. But you hate your father so much. Fuck both of them. Fuck you and ghost. Fuck ghost. I still fuck like ghost. Tariq. <laughs> fuck him. You just like the way he looks. Fuck ghost. <laughs> Fuck Tariq. I'm so tired of him and, and how he be doing Tasha. He he be he be want so much from Tasha yeah. and give so fucking little and I'm so sick of it. Tasha, you better than me because I would have told him, fuck you, fuck that funeral. And, and you know what? But you know but what? She, Tasha, Tasha better than me because she paid for the funeral. See, but she got she paid she for the funeral. to cover herself up. She paid for that funeral, yes, 
because she didn't want like Angela didn't need to die. At the end of the day, she didn't need to die. Yeah, she but didn't. I feel like she paid for their funeral because she felt some type of way, like genuinely felt some type of way. And mm-hmm. also to just make sure that she sealed the deal on Angela's sister not saying not nothing to snitching. the police. Mm-hmm. And she did. She put she, that damn literally buried said, that. That was so yes. smart. She said your secrets will be buried with you. So now I'm like, how are they going to go about this case through Andre? Because Andre know a lot of stuff and he's seen and heard a lot of stuff and participated in a mm-hmm. lot of stuff. And that's the only way I see them making a connection because they don't have no real evidence to pin this on him. How long was then that damn unicorn from Proctor, little girl, Ghost got to oh, stop. Yeah. Got, they got to stop. I hope it, they just stop showing up at each other's place. I hope the little girl is nowhere to be found. I hope. Like, cause that's but a, we never see her with him when he visits his clients or whatever. So I don't even know how that book bag would be in enough range or how that would even work out to where it, it would literally have to be the perfect coincidence. Yeah. Because we've never ever seen him when he talks with ghosts. They're normally outside somewhere meeting up, or he'll come to ghost apartment, or he'll come to his. His daughter has never ever once been there. Yeah. So how it is like? How is this magically going to work when now all of a sudden? She's there when he's there, and her book bag just happened to be sitting in the living room, and they overhear this shit. And fuck his baby mama. Oh, yeah. And also, Tommy... Fuck Keisha. Tommy is literally the grimiest of the grimiest. When you walk, you come up to that bitch, excuse me, you come up to that girl's funeral, getting her sister face, asking for condolences and whatever she need, and knowing you was the main one that... Knowing you was the one who killed her. Like, if that... You going to hell, bro. You going to hell. And look, there it goes. Like, oh, you thought you killed me, but you know what? They don't know. That was smooth. They don't know what Tommy has contributed to Ghost and Angela. They all just think that Ghost is like the bad guy. When really, I think they're gonna put it together though. When he showed up at the funeral and the way that they was looking at each other, I think they were gonna put it together because I'm just like, first of all, I thought they were gonna drag it out a little bit longer that ghost didn't kill Tommy but it really threw me for a loop that Tommy showed up at the funeral out of nowhere and I guess because he has the protection of Jason's people now that he feel like I ain't even got to be scared and hide no more because I got protection now and I'm gonna just walk out here and show this nigga that he failed and that it's a war now like it's it's on I want you I want to see you try to shoot me or try to kill me again but I was like bro how is this season gonna work out now now that ghosts know that Tommy alive and he failed Girl. You know, because afterwards he felt some type of way because at the end of the day, that was still family to him. That mm-hmm. was still like a brother to him. But it's like you literally fell. And not only did this nigga, not only is this nigga still walking around here, but Tasha knew and didn't say shit to you, which, you know, I was actually like, that was petty, but I was here for it. And he came to the funeral knowing he shot her and it's all up in Pies' face. And you can't even do that to Pies. I'm sure that's the right. that you can't go up to Pies and give her condolences for the woman that she was in love with. But But Tommy can do it. Because they don't know that he's the one who shot him. And you're the blame for a lot of this stuff. So yeah. I was just like, bruh. Y'all, Power, the first episode was cool. But this one is like, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. And Councilman Tate, I'm curious about him too. Girl, we already know he's sketchy. He showed a side of himself that I was just like, see, now I'm really what? I wasn't in shocked. More I, was, I was not shocked. Because look at how I he was acting either. with Ghost and Andre um, in the previous season. But the way that he yeah. just punched that dude in the yeah. throat. To my man up. I was like, wow, you about there. Yeah, life. I was just like, yeah, that's why I was like, I'm curious about who he was before he was a councilman yeah. and like what he's trying to dig up on ghosts that I guess he'll use later because he's sick of ghosts messing everything up. But yeah, I don't, uh, Lakeisha, I'm sick of her too. And Lala, what are you doing to yourself? You looking a little run down on this show. Her acting is cringeworthy. And the fact her that acting is he, cringeworthy sometimes. Ooh. The fact that Tommy asked her, I, well, he didn't ask her. He told her, "I need you in cash to like move to like move away." And she said, "She literally said, no, I will stay here for you. You are literally putting your child in danger. Are you? Is the, girl? Is the does she want to be a trap queen? She trying to be a trap queen like so bad. She, she do. She wants to be just like her, but she hates Tasha so much. But girl, you really want to be just like Tasha." Yeah, because and like, did you not see the consequences with Raina? That would have been enough to be like, "Well, shit, let's go." You just the fuck out of here. But no, she want to be his ride or die so bad. And it's just like, Keisha, you can die too at this point, to be honest. And that other cop, that Latina, Latina cop that was that was telling us. Uh, oh, she gets on my nerves. She, she can go too. She talk weird. Like she talk, she don't open her mouth. Like she just talk through her teeth. It's weird. As she fuck. have to go. She can, 
she can die too. She get on my nerves too. And um did I is it on my list, you know? Yeah. I'm making a list, I'm checking it twice. Um no, yeah, majority of these niggas can die. Drake can still die. I don't give a fuck. Um even though I feel like he gonna come in handy somehow. He's gonna come in handy somehow. I don't know if it's for the cops or for Ghost. ghosting them. Um but yeah, I mm. We're going to see how this third, this third episode go because I know 50 Cent said the original theme song was supposed to be returning. Do you know that they played that song on the radio? Where was I and I heard Big Rich Town on the radio? New York somewhere? No, I don't even think I was in New York. Was I? I think I, no, I think I was up here. I was like, really? Y'all just playing this on the radio? It's a good song. But you know though. I was the back tone. there like, I'm just here for the pouring fun. I was back there singing. Yeah. It's a good song. Yep. Yeah, it really is. So I'm glad it's coming back and you need to stay because then nobody asked you to remix it and get Trey songs. And if you was going to remix it, just keep Joe on it because that's what we used to. Right. Like, nobody want to hear Trey songs. Shit, I, I don't. Right. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But uh, I think that's everything. I do want to say one little thing. I finished 13 Reasons Why and I just found out, was it yesterday or Friday? The character on the show who... There's a, a new character on the show I named know, Annie. The black girl. <laughs> That's been narrated. I don't like. I I liked her at first, and then I stopped liking her midway because she really was problematic as fuck and pissed me off. Mm-hmm. But the actress has been getting bullied online from people who watch the show so much so that she deleted her social media account. Yeah, and I'm just like, I need y'all because the same thing happened with the lady who plays Angela on Power. People be like going in on her too mm-hmm. I need y'all to learn to separate fiction from fact these are merely people who are playing these roles and I guess they're doing a damn good job if it's got y'all up in arms right. to harass them on their social media but threatening them and calling them out their names and all that it is so unnecessary like this is literally a fucking show it, it does hit close to home on certain aspects when they talk about drug use and you know suicide and bullying and harassment but mm-hmm. somebody made a good point it was like it's so funny how this show is supposed to shed light on bullying and harassment yet y'all are literally bullying this girl right it's like and the we, ultimate like it's just messed up yeah like why are y'all harassing her and I hate it's a black woman come under fire for this cause it's like I, I don't have a problem with the actress it's a fucking character that really just like grinded my fucking gears because are you gonna watch it yeah I'm gonna watch it okay but yeah she she grinded my freaking gears and it'll be interesting to see who you think killed Bryce but like I was just like I'm I'm irked with her character and I don't like her anymore but I would never go on her social media and cuss her out if she's actually the real person and I feel like it's teenagers doing it and y'all need to stop because y'all have enough common sense to know the difference unlike maybe a middle schooler Oh, if it's adults doing this, you need to grow up because that's childish and it's not cute. So that's all I had to say on it. I feel sorry for that girl. Yeah. Um. Yes, messed up. Um. In more get positive news, Black Girls Rock comes on tonight at eight o'clock Eastern Time on BET. This it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay, okay, you guys, that's it for the eighth episode of the Fishing This Podcast. Um, bye. Bye. <laughs>